Hi there, everybody. How's everyone doing? Um, so right now we're in the <laughs> right now we're in the middle of a series that uh, we're going through the Psalms and looking at how they demonstrate different spiritual disciplines and how we can take that and put it into our own lives. Well, I kind of want to have a word with the person who came up with the phrase spiritual disciplines. I get the idea behind it. The, we're training ourselves to do things in order to make our relationship with God closer due to regular interaction. But still, I, I, it doesn't quite sit right. There are a couple of things that come to mind when I hear the word discipline. The first is punishment. It, children are facing discipline for doing something bad, or I just graduated uh, with a degree in political science, so I think of a senator summoned to a disciplinary committee. Um, the second image is this is the ones that the spiritual disciplines is trying to engage. It's the idea of self-control and intentionality. And that's definitely a good thing, but it strikes me that you never hear the word discipline in reference to something that you enjoy doing. I would never hear the sentence, look, Dylan, I know I just beat you in Settlers of Catan every time, but you just need the discipline to get better. I never hear that for two reasons. The first is I'm really good at Settlers of Catan, so <laughs> just saying. But the second is, it's just not what the word is used for. You use it for, well, in order to get through these 200 pages of dry reading, you're going to need discipline. And I'll admit, some of the spiritual disciplines are like that for me. I have a really hard time journaling and sitting down and putting down my thoughts on paper when I'm much more of a verbal person with that kind of stuff. But other things are a lot easier, and so I prefer the term spiritual exercise. Um, because while I might not be an exercise buff, but if you put me on a badminton court, I'll be running back and forth like crazy and trying to spike you in the face. Um, and for me, thankfulness is the badminton of spiritual exercises. Um, I think one of the coolest things about thankfulness as an exercise is how all-inclusive it is. The KBT for today was thankfulness is good for God, good for us, and good for the people around us. And I think one, Psalm 116 demonstrates this. What I like about Psalm 16, 116 is it's a very straightforward psalm. It's the praise and thanksgiving. The psalmist was afflicted with some sort of really bad illness. He asked God for healing and received it, and now is very grateful and feels vindicated for the faith that he had in God. He gives, all the credit, God, he gives God all the credit for his improved condition and makes sure to express that to God by saying, when I was brought low, he, that being God, saved me. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. God desires this praise and thankfulness for the things he does for us for a couple of reasons. The first one is God is a God of justice. And part of justice is getting what you deserve, one way or another. Seeing as God is responsible for all the good things that happen in our lives, he deserves the praise for it. So if we are to help, if we are to partner with God in this seeking justice on earth and in heaven, part of that is giving him the praise and honor that he deserves for what he's done for us. Um, also, if we aim to have a personal relationship with God, and God wants to have a personal relationship with us, how can we not expect God to be happy when we thank him for what he does for us? It's the natural reaction to this type of thing. The psalmist is overjoyed by the miraculous healing uh, he received and needs to express to God his thankfulness. 
and God is happy to be given the credit he deserves and engage in that relationship. Thankfulness is, the ways that thankfulness is good for us and good for God are also irreversibly linked. Um, what's good for us, what's truly good for us, and not just superficially good, is also good for God. Because he desires for us to be in a relationship with him and to be in step with that goodness that he encapsulates. That means another reason why us giving thanks to God is good for him are the myriad of ways that it helps us. Um, I, I hope that everyone has had one of those perfect series of events in their lives. Maybe it's a day or a week or sometimes it lasts for even a month where just everything is lockstep going well. Um, you crushed it at work. Uh, you found $30 in your jacket pocket that you forgot about. Um, you finally finished maybe that project you've been working on for so long and it worked, came out even better than expected. Um, I know that when I'm in that kind of space, I have like a skip in my step. I just feel like I'm on top of the world and that nothing can go wrong until I spill a giant glob of tomato sauce on my shirt. And then all of a sudden, everything comes crashing down. It really wouldn't be a big deal normally, but when you have everything going right and one thing goes wrong, the one thing that goes wrong is so much worse than it would be otherwise. Um, it's... I somehow get into a mindset because things are going well, they can't go badly, which of course is ridiculous, but it still happens. And I think it comes from a sneaky place of pride. We like to take credit. Oh no, my sermon is gone. Nope, that's my other thing. It didn't print. Oh well, that's okay. I remember it. <laughs> we like to take credit for the parts of our lives that are going well. When we are doing when things are going right we think it's because we're doing something right and so when a, a number of things go right one after another after another we get subconsciously into this mindset of we are doing all of these things right to make this happen and so when one thing goes wrong even a minor thing it crashes back down to earth where we are we have problems where we can't do everything right and some things will screw up on our own um, and I think that that is why thankfulness is so important. If we thank God when we're crushing it at work, if we thank God when we find $30 in our pocket, and we thank God when our project comes out better than expected, we're giving up the credit that we had, that we were taking for all of those things. Step by step, we're giving over what we would thought ourselves responsible for to God. And so that way, when we screw up, it's not that we made everything wrong it's that we're people and so we're gonna mess up and that's okay all of a sudden um, we're no longer elevated to this point above where we would be normally and I, it's also important to give up that thankfulness because it, it does draw us closer to God step by step I I've experienced where in both ways where if you're going through things one by one by one it all sort of blends together and if you aren't taking time to think about it it all comes to, it all blends together into one series of events and so where you end up at the end of that might be you might not realize how you got there um, as we're as we're taking step by step if we thank God when we give a really good presentation at work and then a week or a month or maybe even a year later 
we get that promotion we'd been hoping for, and you thank God for that, then you might your mind goes back to that presentation that you gave God the credit for. You can see how God is working in your life, uh, throughout your life, to bring you to where you end up. Um, if it's a good place or if it's a bad place, you know that God is working through it to get you somewhere, that God is working us on a journey. And I think that that idea of a journey is really why it's so important for other people to hear us giving thanks. Um, in the psalm, it ends, I, I had it written down with the verse numbers but, and the quotes, but it ends, towards the end, the psalmist talks about how he's gonna go give a thanksgiving offering. Um, that, was a, that was a practice in the Old Covenant where if something happened in your life that you wanted to give God thanks and praise for, you would go to the temple, offer up an offering, and tell the story of what happened. Um, it was a, and then you would take that offering, and the people in the temple would share it in a Thanksgiving feast. And so it was a very communal experience. Um, instead of just keeping the thankfulness to yourself, you, part of the response was to share it with other people. And I think that that's because it's a lot easier to see the path that God is taking other people than the path he's taking you. Um, we, we live our lives day to day with the minutia of, um, of details and complications. And so when we, we get cluttered in our own lives of what's going on, um, but with other people, we sort of see these highlights. We view our lives as complicated lives, but other people's lives as stories sometimes. Um, and so when you have someone telling you these big points, I was sick, now I'm not sick, God healed me, you see that as God just working miraculously. You didn't necessarily have to experience the trouble of being through that sickness. You didn't have to experience the difficulties, but you get the amazing power of God through that story. Um, one of the most impactful nights in my college time was the second night of our fall retreat my sophomore year. We had an amazing speaker come in, but I couldn't tell you what exactly he talked about. But I can remember after that talk, our group from our college went downstairs into the hotel that we were in and crammed ourselves into the small room and had a debrief session. The idea of it was to sort of talk about how the talk impacted you and what, what you want to do in response. But somehow God turned it into this time where people got to share about what God was doing in their lives as a whole. And I remember sitting there and hearing stories about how people went abroad for a semester and how God used that in their lives to move them from one place to another to experience a deeper relationship with God or relate to someone who wasn't close with God and bring them in. And I heard stories about how people went through difficult times getting to school or difficult times in the semester and where that brought them and how God used those times. And I remember just thinking about how it was such a pan out. We, we, lived, we live our lives with such a zoomed in focus of what we're thinking, what we're doing, and what God's doing in us. But being able to hear what God was doing in all of these people's lives really allowed you to see the whole map, how God was moving these people around and using them for the benefit of them and for the benefit of the others around them. It showed that God really has a larger plan than we ever think about. One of the easiest things to do is to make God smaller than he is because we're small. And so it's a lot easier to relate with a small God who works with us than a large God who works with a community and a 
country and a world. Um, when, when you see what, what God is doing in other people's lives, it really allows you to, to understand that God has a plan more than just what you're going to be doing in five years or how you're going to be able to send kids to college or when you can retire. Those are important things, but God is working on that while working on this giant picture, this giant mosaic that he weaves us all together as part of his grand master plan of salvation. And so I think that that spirit of thankfulness is one of the best ways to share this vision, to share what God is doing and allow the people around you to see his grand plan. When you're, sharing, when you're expressing thankfulness for what God has done for you, then it allows other people to think about what God might be doing for them. It allows other people to get out of their own limited mindset of what's going on day to day and think maybe, whoa, has God done anything like that for me? Has God worked my life and there's such an amazing plan that I never expected? Um, and so I think, that, I think that that's why a lot, this, this is a relatively short message, partially because I'm doing it based on memory, but also because I think that um, I think that the spiritual exercises are just that. They're exercises. And if you sit and hear someone talk about badminton for 30 minutes, you're not going to become any better at it. You might want to become better at it, but it's not going to be helpful. I, there was this, um, I don't know if anyone here has seen uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but it's a show on Netflix, it's very good. And there's this scene where a character is sitting there on the couch watching an exercise video. He's not participating in it, but he's just soaking it in. And that's not going to help him be any better at exercises. And so I think, <coughs> sorry, I think I, I really wanted to spend a lot of this time in exercising, even if badminton isn't your sport. It's something that you can become better at by practicing. And so um, I think that there's a pretty good outline in the psalm in like a very simple four-step process in how to share thanks. Um, the first is to set up why you needed God in the time that you needed him. E express where you were, whether that be like a physical ailment or a spiritual dip or a financial crisis or just a bad place mentally. Um, express why you were in a place where you needed God. And then express what God did. Not just he healed me, but like how. Like what details are the best way to show that this is a real life thing. Um, God doesn't work in, sometimes God works in a snap, sometimes God works in slow methodical process. And both of those are pretty miraculous. Um, so sharing the process allows people to really experience it with you, understand what you went through and what God did. Then I think an important step in this is instead of just telling the story, making sure that you do give thanks in the story. Express why you're grateful and how grateful you are. Um, it might be a small thing and just saying, like, I'm, it, it, I'm so grateful, I'm floored by it. It might, be, it, it might be singing and dancing, maybe not in the middle of the pews, but... It, it, it's a natural response, how you feel about it. And then finally, um, express what you did or are going to do about it. Now that can be a lot of different things. That can be um, 
that can be just that prod the uh, sorry, the exercise of sharing it with the people that you're talking to, that is a response. That's something that is important. But it could also, if you had some other thing, if you decided that you were going to start giving more to some organization, or if you were going, if you started praying every day after that, or if you, um, if you made an effort to reach out to people who you wouldn't, or maybe became a Christian, all of those things are responses. And it's so important to show that when God does something for us, our response is to become closer to him in some way, whatever way that is. It's not a one-way street. God isn't a vending machine where you put something, you put a prayer in, you get your thing out, and there we go. But what God does for us elicits a response pretty much every time. Even if it's a temporary response, it's still a response, and then it's on us to to try to keep it going. Um, and so I think that those four steps, uh, expressing the need, uh, what did God do, expressing thankfulness, and then what was the response are really a good way to get started in, um, in expressing thankfulness. And so um, I think we're going to take some time to, to exercise right now. Uh, so if everyone would be able to gather in groups of like three to five, I think is a good space uh, for this. Not everyone has to share, but if you have anything that you feel called to share, um, it could really impact someone. Thankfulness is contagious and it's inspiring. And so I think that taking this time seriously and really thinking that what you're saying could make a difference in someone's life is a way to, is a good mental space to approach it with. Um, yeah, so I think that we're going to do that now.